Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. We've reached another football Friday. It is Friday, October 21st, 2022. And this podcast, as always, is brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce is out again this Friday. So again, I am joined by Matt Ridgway. Matt, today is International Day of the Nacho. Are you Matt Ridgway? Matt Ridgway. <laughs> I had to throw that in there for Bryce. Uh, yeah. interde- international, international or national? So we're going worldwide. We are going worldwide. Listen, I'm always down for some nachos. Give me a Sunday afternoon. Give me a NFL football game and give me a big old plate of nachos with as much crap as you can fit in there. I'm down. Right. It's also National Apple Day. I also will eat apples. Uh, I like to slice them up and have them every... I usually eat about an apple a day. It's not a keep a doctor away kind of situation, but I just genuinely like apples. I like Granny Smith apples. What about you? Uh, I think mine are the uh, the sweet the sweet kind i like those the best um and then the final day is national pumpkin cheesecake day no thank you anybody else i love me some pumpkin pie i love me some cheesecake i i'm never had pumpkin cheesecake but i don't think i would like that i just don't like i don't think the the two would mesh very well yeah, I, I'm not a big proponent of cheesecake or pumpkin, really anything. Uh, I know that that sounds crazy. It's pumpkin season. Um, but yeah, I, I pumpkin bread, pumpkin cheesecake, pumpkin really anything, pumpkin coffee, none, none for me. I'll have an Oktoberfest, Sam Adams Oktoberfest, uh, but that's about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hawks, after their dominant win against the... Uh... Houston Rockets on Wednesday come back out and we're we're back at home uh, again against the Orlando Magic tonight and can the Hawks backcourt continue their dominance against the Magic uh, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray and Matt I know you're not a basketball fan but this will kind of raise your eyebrows they combined for 43 points 24 assists 8 rebounds and 6 steals yeah Billy you don't have to be a huge basketball fan to know that that's a big deal it's and something that Bryce and I have talked about for a long time is just getting Trey a running mate. And the fact that they got DeJounte Murray, who in an, he was an all-star in and of itself last year. Um, you know, you, you put him beside Trey. Oh, it's just, it was beautiful to watch. And the first point, yeah. of, uh, the first points of the year were of course scored by DeJounte as well. So of course, of course that's going to happen. Yeah. I, so I do follow the Hawks on, facebook while i'm not an avid basketball fan i do i guess claim the hawks as a team i don't really consider myself a fan because i think that that term would be disrespectful 
uh, to someone that is actually a fan of the Hawks. Uh, <laughs> I will. I'm kind of. Uh, I'll watch them in the playoffs, kind of, and maybe if there's nothing on and I stumble on a game, uh, I'll watch the You're Hawks. A Nick White fan. I'm a what? You're a Nick White fan. A Nick, yeah, yeah. I'm. I, yeah, me and Coach White are the same. Uh, he's probably a little bit more knowledge than I am, just in general. Uh, probably in life, uh, that could be said. <laughs> but uh, no, I remember this uh, off-season pickup. I saw it on Facebook, and just from the the reaction I could see, it seemed like to be a pretty big deal. Um, so I, I actually have kind of committed myself to, if not watching, at least following uh, the Hawks this season. So that's a step up for me. There we go. The other questions, I've got a couple more questions. Can we get more offense out of uh, Clint Capella and Onyeka Kongwu? The the centers did very, very well at uh, basically protecting the rim as much as we could, but we just I just need to see a little bit more offense out of them. Um, that would be great to see against the Magic, uh, who had a stud player uh, have a LeBron-like uh, game of 25-5-5 and on... Uh, Wednesday, I believe. Um, and this, the question, the other one is, is this the version of John Collins? We're truly, we were waiting to see. And he had 24 points. He looked ridiculously good. He looked like he was the player of the game. It didn't, we didn't need to see Trey. We didn't need to see Jazante. It was John Collins. <laughs> John Collins was the dude, man. And he was awesome. Yeah. I, Let's hope that he can keep this level of play up, but I'll I'll stick with Trey for right now. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not ready to just send him because we've got uh, uh, John Collins playing well, and we've got to keep the magic in check. You start the year off right. This is the first game in division. Let's let's knock the magic out and uh, keep them in check for the rest of the year. Yeah, game one was a very winnable game. This, again, tonight, very winnable game. I, I don't think very much of the Orlando Magic. Um, certainly, they have the capability to, to win this game. They should. Uh, let's go 2-0 and on the season. Well, let's talk about those NFC South uh, division leaders, uh, the Atlanta Must Falcons. Must we? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? I threw that you're, in. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> You've got me on a technicality, but you're not wrong. Though um, I will say... I will say, since we're speaking technicalities, if the season ended today, the Buccaneers would be the NFC South champions. Correct. But they're tied right yeah. now. So. They are tied, take but it. on the tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also take it. Falcons, uh, Falcons face the Bengals on Sunday. And, you know, in the past, uh, several years ago, this would have been, oh, this is going to be an easy win. And it's... I'm not saying it's going to be an easy win because it's not, but I, I think it's it, it it's a winnable game, truly. It is a winnable may, game, yeah. You may argue with me here, but the Falcons are a six-and-a-half-point dog right now. We're going to Cincinnati, so that just means that, to me, that they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite more than anything. Um, something to pay attention to. The, Peng the Bengals give up a ton of yardage on the ground. And I think they gave up over 220 yards last week against the Saints. Against the Saints, Matt. That's yeah. What? Who have a terrible defense? No, I'm. I saying, mean, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I, that's the offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And the Falcons. What do the Falcons do? Well, they they run, they the, run ball. the ball. They run the ball. 
very, very well. So that's something to pay attention to. I think if we can get if we can get our running game going, I think it'll be a very, very good game for the Bengals. Keep the Bengals offense off the field. But the great thing about that is the key we've got key injuries along the front seven for the Falcons defense that have made it to where the backups of actually getting playing time and these backups have been showing out Matt um it's and that's really good to see um Joe Burrow has been sacked 21 times already this season Falcons need to continue yeah. to press Burrow to make him throw early and force turnovers yeah how much money did the Bengals spend in the offseason rebuilding that offensive line I mean and they even poached one of Tampa Bay's Super Bowl winning uh, lineman Alex Kappa is a, a Cincinnati Bengal this year. Um, yeah, a very winnable game. Run the ball, keep um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in check, and I think I think the Falcons can absolutely win this game. I'm still blown away that we could be have four wins by this part of the season. It's just yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, you're a little too close to the project. You can be surprised because your feelings are involved in this. I have been saying from the beginning of the year that the Falcons were a scrappy team and were going to scrap. And here we are. All right. So, like I said, it's a one o'clock kick on Sunday. Bengals host uh, Falcons are a six and a half point dog. Uh, Matthew, the Georgia Bulldogs, after a 55 to nothing victory over the Vanderbilt Commodores, last week they get the week off but why don't you give us a little bit of a just a recap of what's happened so far this so far in the midseason yeah i can do that um so most importantly i think what you said is is that this is the week off uh and and this if you had to you could break it up the georgia bulldogs 2022 season into two separate seasons uh and essentially what you've accomplished now, you're 6-0, and the preseason is over. All of the easy games are behind you. Uh, you've got Florida and Tennessee coming up in back-to-back -back weeks. Uh, and however bad Florida is, and hopefully forever will be, uh, that's a game that is full of emotion and one of those that you just, you throw the records out and, and hope to play and hope you win. Um, if Florida won one game all year, they would probably try to make it Georgia um, with FSU closely in contention. But with that said, I expect the Bulldogs to win this game. What's going to be key is to make sure that they're not looking ahead um, to Tennessee. But you've asked me to recap, not preview, so I'll go back. I think we've kind of seen it's, I, you know, tell me if I'm, I'm misspeaking here, but it almost seems like we don't know we're halfway through the year and we don't know who Georgia is. They had a blowout win against a top 10 team in Oregon to come out of the gate. Early on, we were asking the question, uh, you know, is this team better than last year's national championship winning team? Right. Uh, and then you come out with absolute clunkers against Kent State and get whooped in Missouri. I, I don't care if we won that game. Georgia got beat in that. They didn't lose, but they got beat in that game. Uh, up and down the field and especially in the trenches and deservedly I thought fell out of the number one ranking in the AP poll after that performance not that AP really means anything but it's all we have to go on at the moment um, and then 
kind of a, a bounce back um, with a, a pretty dominant win over Vanderbilt. It was like that I think they may have gotten the message, but you know, you don't know until you know, and I'm still not convinced we know. Stetson Bennett has looked like a Heisman candidate and he's looked like a walk-on. Uh, n- neither of those, I don't think he's either extreme. Uh, I think I think Stetson Bennett is as good of a quarterback as you give him the opportunity to be. Uh, and, and I think the team is letting him down, especially in the running game. I think Todd Munkin's offense has struggled to really find an identity there. Uh, and I think that may be a lack of confidence in winning in the trenches. Um, it all starts in the trenches in football. And I, I don't know. I haven't loved what I've seen out of Georgia's offensive line. But there's still time to develop and grow. And hopefully we see that going forward. Yeah, that's something that I think your team and my team have in common is the fact that we really don't know what we're getting out of this team. Um, I, I, I truly believe that Georgia is a really good team, a, a very, very good team. I think they are definite top air playoff type team. But in terms of who they've played, I don't know. You know, they've played a top 10 team in Oregon who's back in yeah. the top 10 after, after having a yeah, fight. Yeah, and should be. Yeah. Yep. But outside of that, it's... Yeah, I mean, that really they got different. whooped by a terrible Missouri team. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible Missouri team. They got absolutely stomped and almost lost a game. And they, it was a 10-point game with Kent State in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. And a couple turnovers against Kent State, too. That's not... That's not the discipline you expect to see out of a Kirby Smart team. All in all, Billy, I'm not really worried. Um, I, you've got to beat Florida and Tennessee. And, I, I mean, honestly, if we're being realistic with a one-loss Alabama already, which you and I correctly predicted on last Friday's episode, uh, yep. shout out to us that Alabama is not a top-four team. Uh, and I, I remain steadfast in that uh, argument. I think – and now with – the Tennessee game looming large you have to beat Florida and win out in the east but potentially if Alabama wins the west and loses the SEC championship to Georgia or Tennessee you have you can have a one lost east runner up you can have Georgia or Tennessee regardless of the outcome of that game can still make the playoffs I think there's a path anyway um, to making the playoffs without winning the SEC um, which we've seen plenty of examples of before um Alabama in 2017 won the national championship while Georgia won the East. I mean, I'm sorry, Georgia won the SEC. And last year, Georgia made the playoffs after getting crushed in the SEC championship to Alabama. So it can be done. I think you could see Georgia or Tennessee both into the playoffs, regardless of the outcome of that game. But uh, all in all, I'd prefer to just win out and go undefeated into the playoffs, if that's okay. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure Georgia fans along – side you are are excited to have this week off to actually just sit down and watch college football and not have to stress about your team so well i wasn't exactly stressing about vanderbilt so it's kind of two weeks off if if you'll (laughs) if you'll grant me that it's kind of two weeks off the line came out for the georgia florida game and and georgia's 15 and a half point favorite against florida yeah i if i have first of all i don't bet on sports I, i think we've said that on this podcast but if I was, this is not a game I go anywhere near with money. Uh, I've already spoken about the emotion that that goes into this game. Then these this rivalry, uh, I don't. In rivalry games, I, you leave you leave your money in your pocket. Watch the game and enjoy it. That's fair. 
All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Last night in football, Central trounces Southeast Whitfield. Exactly what they were supposed to do. 51 to 6 was the final score. Um, nice. They need. They needed that. They needed that. That's, that's their first region win. They need at least one more. And we'll talk about that tonight on the playoff preview extravaganza. So tune in to Hometown Sports Media at 5, and we'll let you know all the playoff implications that happened last night and will happen tonight. Uh, Heard County beats Mount Zion 28 to 10. That game meant ultimately nothing in the grand scheme of things. It was not a region game. It was just kind of two teams that said, Hey, let's play. And, uh, it was too. Um, it, it's a lot closer. That game was a lot closer than the 28 to 10 score shows. I think they scored a late touch, uh, Hart County scored a late touchdown um, to really put it away. So, um, I got you. Yeah, two good wins. Well, yeah. for I guess Mount Zion's one of the teams, so uh, I'll, I'll say two good wins and a tough loss. How about that? There you go. And we, Matt, you listen to the podcast enough to know that we talk about a lot of green, right? Green means yeah. green means the teams have won, and we've got a lot of green in softball. Bremen beat Carver last night, sixteen to nothing. They advanced to uh, the next nice. round of the uh, winners bracket. Billerica beats North Springs twelve to nothing, then beats Winder Barrow six to five. They will host. Now you said it. You got onto Bryce yesterday, I said and now Winder. you didn't say Winder. You didn't say Winder. You I said do. Okay, I didn't hear Winder. I, I said Winder right. Barrow. I just said. Uh, you got to read. Okay, from now on, this is a side note. You got to do the reads because Bryce is not great at pronunciation. <laughs> he is, he is uh, especially Russian NHL hockey player names. He's not so great. After I did Winder, or after I got onto him about Winder Barrow, he decided he. he it, oh, he sabotaged it. Oh yes. yeah, he did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, I know, but but <laughs> it was it was funny to live. I'm screaming Winder at my radio in my car and you you then you speak up for me telepathically <laughs> yeah so uh they beat winder barrel six to five uh bowden beats uh villarica will host the championship of the uh double elimination bracket today at five o'clock we'll talk about that in the stump of games and events calendar uh bowden beats towns county 15 to nothing then beats marion county one to nothing caroline huggins and gabby stone cipher Lights out today and yesterday in the circle. Caroline threw a perfect game against Towns County, striking out six and winning 15 to nothing in three innings. Gabby had a complete seven inning game, fanning 14 hitters and not allowing a single hit. That's insane. You heard that right. Two pitchers, At any level. Two pitchers. Yeah. No hitter for what, 10 innings? Yep. Jeez, man, Bowden's pitching is stellar. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, you can if your pitching's that good, you don't need 15 runs. You'll take it, but you don't need it. And so you like to see that. You like to see offense and pitching click at the right time. This is the right time. Uh, Carrollton beats Lowndes County six to four, but then turned around and lost to Parkview, who's the number one seed uh, in the nightcap. Uh, that puts them back in the losers bracket. Uh, they will play, um, and we'll talk about that here in a second. So let me get through this. Mount Zion loses to Lowndes County, sixteen to thirteen. I didn't have a second game for them, and if I if there was, I apologize. I did not see it. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar for tonight in football, Bremen is at Cahola Creek. 
at 7.30. Carrollton's at Westlake at 7.30. And Creekside is at Villarica at 7.30. In softball, Villarica will host the winner of the Winder Barrow Woodland game for championship at 5. That will push them. If they win that game at 5 o'clock, they will go to the, um, the Elite Eight in Columbus. Bowden will play in the championship game at five as well. That that will push them into the Elite Eight in Columbus. We've already got two down there with Heard County and um, uh, Central already punched their ticket to Columbus. Yeah. And then yep. Carrollton is facing Lowndes County at 2.30. Um, if they win that, then they would face um, Parkview in the championship. And, well, it would be a two-game thing if Carrollton beats Lowndes and then Carrollton beats Parkview the first time they would have to beat them two games in a row in order to go um, on to Columbus from there because it's a double elimination tournament and I don't think Parkview is yep. lost uh, Saturday softball Bremen will continue their quest uh, to head down to Columbus they are the three seed and they are probably the best three seed in the state I'm telling you man they are ridiculously good uh, volleyball in the Sweet 16. Bremen will face White County on Saturday. Carrollton at Hill will face Hillgrove on Saturday. Hurd County faces Quitman County. Never heard of Quitman County in my life. Temple. I have also not. Yeah, I've been to Georgia my entire life and I've never heard of this. Uh, Temple faces Brooks County and then Villarica will face, this, there's that team again, Winder Barrow in the Sweet 16 in volleyball. And that's your stump it games and events calendar for the weekend. Uh, all right, let's get to the incredible pulp softer and dollar segments. And last week I had a, a, another pretty decent week. I went two and one Bryce also went two and one. He did send me his, um, his options last week and they ended up doing pretty well. So he sent me his for this week ahead of the podcast so i can actually read them out bryce is going to go with the jets at broncos he's taking the that's over. an easy one he's taking okay the yeah over at 38 and a yep. half oh 38 and a half yeah wow yeah i mean that's See, a, that's a lot to... of jet offense <laughs> I, all right i i retract that i, I that's not a smart bet I, the jets aren't going to score 38 points and the broncos probably aren't going to score a point so Syracuse first half spread at plus seven. Uh, Syracuse plays Clemson tough every year. Have beat them a couple of times. That's a bigger game than I think it's getting the attention of. Um, I, I, I'm going to stay away from that bet as well. And then Iowa team total under nine and a half. That's a good bet. I was brutally bad on offense. He, Bryce went, I think, is smart money here on two of his three. Um, yeah. What's what's yours? Give me yours. I'll just react. <laughs> All right. Uh, for mine, I've got Ole Miss at plus one and a half. They are one and a half point dog at LSU. Oh, he, that's the smartest bet you couldn't. They're going to win that game outright. That's, that's my thinking as well. Uh, Texas is a six and a half point favorite, only a six and a half point favorite at Oklahoma State. I know Oklahoma State is a top 10 team, but I'm sorry. I think Texas is is legitimately the best team in that conference. Yeah, I we talked about this last week. I think they were ranked 22, and we 
you and I unanimously agreed that they're not the 22nd best team in college football. Again, I also think they win this game outright, and it's it could get ugly. I really like Texas, and I guess if Oklahoma State wins this game, uh, that will they're still in the top 10, right? They lost to TCU. Is that correct? Yeah, they're in the top. They're still in the top 10. Okay. Yeah. So this will probably put them out of the top 10 should they lose this game it'll be consecutive losses give me texas i like texas and then on sunday give me the cowboys <laughs> this is an easy bet and i'm gonna take no. it for right no no, no 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 cowboys versus Lions. minus seven yeah, yeah. Uh, no i i'm not with Dak prescott coming back this is not the weekend to put anything on the cowboys uh they're, they're He's only played one game and they lost it. Um, I so I don't know to a really bad Tampa Bay team. So uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm keeping my money away from the Cowboys until I see what their identity is with Z uh, Dak Prescott. Okay. All right, uh, let's get to another cup of coffee. Brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group, uh, Dan's Bay. Matt Olson, Little D, and Freed, all named finalists for Gold Love. And here comes my rant. Why the hell is Michael Harris is not Michael Harris not love? nominated? Yeah. What I, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. That that is you can say probably one of the biggest snubs I've ever seen. You can but, say I mean, that even that. But one of the one of the center fielders, um, one of the center field finalists only played 113 games so he played less games than michael yeah. did so it's it's yeah. bull it's absolute bull michael harris needs to be a gold love finalist and should have been yeah i would say the recency bias comes into play uh how poorly that uh inside the park home run by jt real muto was played in center field um but if i'm not mistaken uh, all those nominations and votes have to be in before the playoffs start. That's only accounting for the regular correct. season. Am I wrong on saying? Okay, so that's correct. So yeah, and an absolute, and even that—that that was one play. Um, I, I I cannot believe. I was just as shocked as you, Twitter, and the rest of the world that Michael Harris got snubbed on a Gold Glove nomination. Speaking of something that popped up on Twitter last night, Christian McCaffrey has been traded to the San Francisco 49ers. I couldn't think of a better day to do that. <laughs> the Panthers get a second round pick in 23, a third rounder in 23, a fourth rounder in 23, plus a fifth round pick in 2024. It's just would wow. you. OK, let me ask you a question. Would you be comfortable with the Falcons giving that up for Christian McCaffrey? Uh, No. Yeah, OK, I agree. I, is he a, a great running back? Yes. He's never healthy. That's that is a risky, risky move by San Francisco, uh, in my opinion. But a great yep. one because I didn't want to face CMC this weekend with the Bucks. Well, you don't have to. Uh, the yep. Stanley Cup champions captain. Now we're just going to lose to PJ Fleck or whatever his name is. <laughs> the Stanley Cup champions uh, captain Gabriel Landeskog is out twelve weeks after having arthroscopic knee surgery. That sucks for any any time you lose your captain on on a hockey team. That's it's tough. Um, we we went yeah. an entire year of without Jonathan Taves, and that was just awful. Yep, yep. The Lightning were fortunate enough to win a Stanley Cup without 
uh, Stamkos. So uh, it sucks, but at least it's early in the season. I mean, that, that's kind of the typical argument. If you're going to have it, do it do it early. So he'll be back and yeah. recovered and, and, and playing at full strength, hopefully, before the playoffs start. Three months. Or hopefully not, um, if you don't like the Avalanche. January, late January-ish? Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, you give them, what, two months, February and March, to get, I mean, really back to full speed. And by the time the playoffs roll around, he'll be uh, a problem. He'll be in the playoffs, no problem. They're, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. Uh, HBO Sports announces a four-part Shaq documentary series. Are you going to watch this? Uh, no. I would. I, I like Shaq for comedic relief, um, but no, I, I I know it will be controversial, but I I don't know. It's not going to draw my... I didn't watch the Tiger documentary, um, really so I'm, nice. I'm not going to watch the Shaq documentary. Um, anyways... All right, and finally, on this day in 1964, the Atlanta Braves asked the National League to allow them to move from Milwaukee to Atlanta, a move which would eventually happen after the following season. Yeah, that's uh, that was good. I It's tough for Milwaukee because I know they hated to lose the Braves. Uh, I, I believe it came down to money and a stadium, did it not? I mean, it was yeah. kind of uh, they the Braves needed a new stadium and the city of Atlanta was had already allocated without even having the Braves. Fulton County Stadium was uh, approved and built or begun being built. Because if I where did the Braves played one season not at Fulton County Stadium? Am I correct? They 1966. I believe I may so. be. No, I I, I, think I may right. be wrong. Uh, but but either way. Um, Fulton County Stadium had been approved and begun the building process to attract a Major League Baseball team. It was happened to be the Braves um, that that needed a new stadium and agreed to move to Atlanta. Uh, tough for Milwaukee, though they got their team back. I know the the Brewers are big uh, in in um, Wisconsin in general, but I think a match made in heaven for Atlanta and the Braves. There's no more iconic team in Atlanta than the Braves. The Falcons and the Hawks will never be as popular as the Atlanta Braves. As a percent. Matt, you got anything else? Uh, no, I think I'm good. I, I'm on my way to work. I'm going to go build some race cars. Got one more race car for the rest of the year. It's the backup car for the 14 at Phoenix, which is hopefully racing for a championship. Uh, remains to be seen. But yeah, I've got one more car and my my season is over at least as far as my work on the cars go so i'm excited for that well i appreciate you joining us again uh this friday that's super super helpful uh but for matt ridgeway i am billy shake your neighbors just shake them shake your neighbors